Hey everybody, welcome to Vox and Guest. I'm Christina and I'm very excited because I am here today with, I think, a favorite of the Band Together community, Grimrock, and you're getting a natural grim today. We are not getting the grim all painted up, but it's so pretty. Look at you, Grim. How are you today? <laughs> I'm good. I'm glowing on the screen. You see that? Really are. You're just, you're, you have this um, effervescence about you. See, I think even, even the, the, the camera is just trying to paint you because <laughs> that's I what think. we're used to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, so we have a lot to talk about today because you have a ton of stuff in the works, right? You're, uh, Absolutely. You got a lot coming on. So I, 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 I start every interview and I, you know, I always warn people like, you know, I'm, I know everybody who's done interviews before, you get asked this kind of question all the time, but I will just get it out of the way. When you are in your full face makeup, I got to ask, do you get asked to do like a lot of kids' birthday parties? Absolutely not. <laughs> scared the lights out of people. No, like only a certain kind of kid, I imagine. I, I would guess, yeah. There's a <laughs> the little goth kid. There, oh well, that's the thing, right? You gotta, you gotta have a representation. You gotta have the little goths looking up to somebody, right? So yeah, Absolutely. yeah. <laughs> so, so you are a one man show, which is really impressive, right? I mean, I, you, you're, you might not think so, but I do. Yeah, I mean, I am. Um, you know, I, around the area that I'm at, I'm just a little bit south of Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. So I'm in a little, a town small, you know what I mean? And a lot of people around here, they don't really play a lot of original stuff. So it's all cover stuff, you know, and then they go mm -hmm. and play the bars and all that stuff. And that's how they make yeah. their money. You know, yep. me, I'm the guy that's different. I'm like, Oh no, I don't want to do that anymore. You know, let's, let's do some original stuff. And well, I'll tell you what, I'm enjoying it. I really am. Absolutely. So you, you were in cover bands before and then just sort of opted to, you know, do originals and because there was nobody out around to kind of partner with you just, you're going it solo or, uh, pretty much, you know, uh, I got to drive so many miles either any which way to get, get to Morgantown or Pittsburgh or, you know, somewhere that's one bigger, of the bigger cities. Uh, yeah. 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 So yeah. it's just, it's simpler. I, I know how to play this stuff. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah you know, good enough to pass, I guess. So, you know, so I'm doing it all, all solo. So, so take me through, because as I'm listening to, you know, all of your stuff on Spotify and we're going to be putting all those links and everything out for people so that they can go and listen to you as soon as they finish watching and listening to this, but listening to all of your stuff, it's take me through the process from the first idea that you get for a song until you have it out on Spotify, because that's got to be a real labor of love for you doing literally everything by yourself. I mean, so talk to me about that. Like, how do you do it? How long does that usually take? So as far as length of time, it just, I don't have any kind of time frame for it. It just, if it happens, it happens. And then I go mm -hmm. through it. Um, as far as the process, you know, I have, I have two different processes. One is my main process. I'll pick my acoustic up. I'll just play some stuff on my acoustic. Okay. And that's how most everything starts. I do not start with lyrics. You know, I know a lot of people do, but I don't. Mm -hmm. And uh, usually I'll start with an acoustic strumming, things like that. I'll just go through pieces and parts. Sometimes I'll be on my electric if I'm already on it and mess with some stuff. Gotcha. And then I'll put, you know, whatever together. And um, if it sounds good on the acoustic, then I'm like, okay, well, let's try it on the electric, you know, and but use different, you know, a different method for the same chords. You know sure, what I mean? Yeah. And if it works out from there, then then I just roll with the idea. And then usually I do like the first minute or minute and a half of a track. 
and then I'll go back and I'll do like a hum track, I'll hum to it. So that's where I start building the inflections and positions and things like that. So I know where I'm going to place things at. Oh, and then later on, I put it all together and then I just go back to it and just add, 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 add. And sometimes I'll be working on one or two tracks or maybe even three sometimes. And I'll go back and forth between them. Oh, all at the same time. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very. Okay. So you, you got a lot of irons in the fire all the time then in terms of creativity. Yeah. And I mean, I've had help with lyrics before, you know, my, the first EP that came out, uh, a friend of mine, a really good friend of mine, um, Mark Kushak, he had a, he actually published a book of lyrics and it's on Amazon. And he oh, called wow. me one day out of the blue after, I mean, we haven't talked for a long time, you know, we kind of lost track of each other and, yeah. uh, that's really what kind of inspired me to get really back into it, you know, and I actually oh, had another crazy. project right before this. Okay. And the, the first, the first four tracks, the first EP that I had out were the, actually the last three tracks from the other project from, and a new one. Oh, okay. So you carried it over. Okay. Yeah. So then, his lyric, his lyric book was just, these are lyrics to songs that don't have instrumentation yet. Is that what? Yeah, he, they don't have anything. Oh, that's really good. But he doesn't call it poetry. It's, those are, it's, it's a it, book of lyrics. Yes. Yeah. He visualizes everything in music, you know, so, and, oh, wow. and I put together, I mean, a series of stuff. And when I re, when we re-released the EP, we had the expanded anniversary thing. It yes. actually is everything, well, most everything that we did with the project before. So that's all his lyrics and all, all of my music. You know oh, what I mean? And that's, wow, that's putting really it all together. Cool. No, that's right. And I, I really like the anniversary edition of the EP because it's, it's, it's you, it's your stuff, but it's got a different feel to it than some of the things that, that came, I guess, after and then before in the sense of, you know, having gone back like it. And I, that makes sense to me now because it was, more collaborative with other people and maybe sort of, so this, you know, the, the newer stuff is maybe like just more hundred percent grim. Like it's, that's, it's all you, it's your vision, it's your direction, it's your, all your instrumentation. And so just to clarify, you play everything that's on mm -hmm. the records. You play drums, you play bass, you play guitars, you play, you do all the vocals. Everything is just you. Right. I have all physical equipment for that. And I don't, I don't rely on the computer for that. Okay. Yeah. The EQ yeah. and stuff like that. I do, you know what I mean? Cause well, yeah, you can't really short of having somebody sit on you. You can't really do compression any other way. So. Right. I mean, so I have to rely on the computer for that, but I have, I have a, a base, you know, I've been as bass with Ampeg amp. I got a Jackson guitar with a Vox amp. Um, I have an Alesis uh, kit, a really nice Alesis kit. It's not the top line. It's the next one down from there. Is what I use for drums and crazy me put a double bass drum pedal on it. Excellent. You know, I that <laughs> Excellent. And I run everything through everything's pre sonus otherwise, except for my mix board is uh, a Mackie. But oh yeah, no, you're you definitely went with the right brands there. You're not uh, there's no wish version of uh, of gear in your house. That's a no, very good no. thing. So it, it so yeah, I mean it, it's do you find that process liberating? Um, lonely, both, neither, something else. I mean, because I know I, I talk to a lot of musicians who are solo acts and some of them love it. They love having total creative control. Some of them, you know, they do it mainly out of necessity because as you said, there's just nobody around to to work with. But so how do you, does it, does it change for you? How do you mostly feel being a one-man show? Oh, it's liberating. It definitely is liberating. You know, I do get, I get, I get bummed out every once in a while because it's like, man, I get stuck somewhere. I'm like, man, I wish I had somebody else's input. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, that's where I come in with other collaborations, you know, like with Trench Gun and, 
and uh, Al Warren and uh, other ones, you know, that I've done, yeah. you know, so I get to have a, you know, feel of unity with somebody else with their track, you know what I mean? And then Absolutely. I go back to mine or whatever. So. And when you do the collabs, is that more of all of you sit down together and kind of start it from the beginning? Are you sometimes sending pieces that they're adding to? They sometimes send pieces you add to? What's the process for that versus what you're doing ordinarily by yourself? Well, with Trench Gun, he always sends me stuff. And okay. then I'll load, you know, if there are leads on it or, you know, a synth or something or or whatever. And uh, Al Warren was different, though, you know, because that's completely different what, than what I would normally do. Mm-hmm. And he had actually sent me an acoustic track. And I played drums and bass. I played a little lead on it. And he did all the rest of the vocals, the, the strings he did, everything was the rest of it was him. Okay. Which was really nice. You know what I mean? <laughs> Less I really work like, for you. <laughs> oh, I, I love working with him. No, and that's really, yeah. Yeah. No, well, yeah, yeah, everybody. But it sounds, so it's cool. It sounds like you have different processes for every project that you're doing, which is, that's got to keep it fresh too, right? Because if you're doing the same thing all the time by yourself, it could get, well, I don't know if it could get stale with you, honestly, because you have such an anthemic just kick-ass sound that, you know, it's got to be fun just to play it, right? I mean, and and I, I should probably back up a little bit and sort of, you alluded to a little bit, but how did you get into music in the first place? And when was that? Were you a little kid? Was it uh, when you oh, were yeah, older? Oh, yeah, I was small. You know, I, I'd mentioned my dad, you know, much, you know, whatever, and we'll talk about him again. But, mm-hmm. you know, really, he was a classical musician, you know, and yeah. but he had psychedelic records in his basement, you know what I mean? And that's that's yeah. where I picked up everything from, you know, sure. I mean? the psychedelic stuff. So I ran into a stack of 45s one day and uh, Shadows of Night, uh, Gloria, but it was Gloria 69. So it wasn't the 66 version. Okay. It was a 69 version. I had heavy overdub stuff. And I don't even think it was like a theirs. I think somebody kind of swiped the track. Yeah. And, and just, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it did an iron butterfly heavy kind of thing over it. And I was like, that is yeah. what I like. What you want to do. Wanna do. Yeah. How old were you when that happened? I don't know. Maybe 12, 14. Okay. So maybe you, even younger. You, I don't even know. You knew early. That yeah. this was this was your path musically. That was where you were going to go. Okay, and I imagine oh, yeah. Dad was pretty. For those who don't know, um, you know your your dad. I mean, I got to I got a treat. I got to hear a little bit of your dad singing on recording, and his voice is just gorgeous. And I guess the piano too. And um, you know, I imagine he was supportive when you headed in the musical direction. I don't know oh, how yeah. all parents are so. Yeah, yeah, he was. You know, he tried to take me for piano lessons and things like that. You know, and. I unfortunately cannot read music. Yeah, I, um, I do everything by ear. Actually, can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he took me for piano lessons, and it was it was here. You're going to go here, and I'd watch the instructor do his thing. I would do it when I got to the test. The instructor would be frustrated. My dad, <laughs> you know, probably be frustrated too. You know, like you know, I'm paying for this. You're not learning. You know, and you were just and, doing it by ear and by sight. Yeah, so I tried that and saxophone, and neither one of them, both of them I can I played when the instructor played, but I couldn't play the other, and I think he gave up on me after that. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, saxophone, no more, I can't no really see fitting in with your whole vibe. The piano, you could kind of get away with that, at least because you can use a synth or something. But yeah, sax would have been, uh, I don't know about grim rock with saxophone. That would be a whole, <laughs> you're going to maybe have to do a, uh, a, a special release. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we'll call it grim prog or something. Yeah, but to get uh, in on it or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, okay. So you've been a musician your whole life then in one way or the other. Oh, yeah. I started out playing synth, and I didn't even know how to play guitar until way later on in life. So, And you taught yourself? 
I kind of, I was kind of forced halfway to do it because that's a whole nother story in itself, you know? Okay. Well, we're and, here to talk about you. So feel well, free to share it if you want. So I had this synthesizer and I played all the synthesizer stuff and I got with some, some bands and stuff doing that. And that was cool. And, uh, one day, this is going to be crazy. One day I went to go get living room furniture when I was with my first wife. Okay. I didn't want to mention her, but you know, uh, <laughs> you were with someone, yes, some individual and, with whom you needed to buy furniture for some reason. And, yeah. <laughs> and they turned me down for credit and I was, and I was like, okay, whatever. I was young. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was just getting out Who of high school. credit when they're young. Yeah. Oh, really young. Okay. Oh yeah. So I was just getting out of high school and that happened. And so there was a place called Keyboard World in the mall and I knew Keith and Regis and those guys up there. You know, I used to hang out up there and the guy told me, he's like, oh, you know, I can get your finance for guitar. I bet you, you know, and I'll start building your credit. And I was like, well, you know how to play guitar. He's like, well, it doesn't matter. You know, you build your credit. Yeah. Sure as heck, man. I got, I got, he got me financed. I bought a, an Epiphone flying V. It was a hot pink flying V with a white face on it and this little crappy amp. And I was like, oh, I'm going to learn how to play this thing. And I never did. I ended up selling it because I never learned how to play it. Oh, but it got you furniture. <laughs> it did get me furniture. <laughs> okay. So, but, uh, <laughs> well, yeah. Well, then maybe you lost the furniture. I was yeah. going to say you got her <laughs> furniture. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's not the ideal situation. But no, so, but, really, okay. That is actually a great story. You got into guitar sort of to buy furniture. I love yeah. it. Who has a story like that? And later on, like four or five years later on, I moved into this apartment and I was in the upstairs apartment and I kept hearing music from downstairs and it was loud, but I, it was sounding familiar, but I couldn't tell what it was, you know, and I know a lot of music, you know? Yeah, sure. So one day I decided I'm gonna go down and knock on this guy's door, you know? So I go down and I knock on his door and I said, Hey man, uh, I said, I'm, I'm your neighbor upstairs. I said, I hear your music. Oh, I said, I'll turn it down. It's like, no, 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 no. I was like, I'm trying to figure out what it is. Cause it sounds familiar, but it just, I can't place it. And you're like, what is it? And he's like, Oh, I played this. I'm like, no way. He's oh. like, yeah. I said, well, what are you playing? He's like, oh, I play the acoustic, you know, and blah, blah, blah. And he had this Gibson SG and he had an acoustic. I was like, wait. I was like, I got a keyboard upstairs. You know, you mind if I come down? He's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> so I go upstairs. I tell, I tell my second wife that I'm going downstairs and I'm hanging out with this guy. Don't sell and the so furniture. I get down there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, that had nothing to do with furniture. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I went down there with this keyboard and we started playing. He was like, I know this guy that plays bass. We'll go pick him up. I'm like, all right, cool. So I go pick him up. This guy, Clay, we go pick him up and go back there and we play. Well, after about two or three sessions, we decided the keyboard wasn't going to work with it. And I picked up his SG. Uh-huh. And I knew enough to do basic like bar chords. Sure. So that kind of got me through. And then it just all went from there. You know what I mean? You you have some of the most interesting, like legitimately interesting how I got into music stories oh, I think I've ever heard in like 30 years of talking to musicians about it. That's pretty great. It's, it just seems like you were meant to do it. And then the universe just kind of kept putting you in these situations but man you just you walked downstairs you thought you were going to complain and you walked out with a band that's yeah i mean we played played original music then and uh, we actually sent it to record labels on cassettes because it was that long ago it was early 90s and uh we we got records out with and got the addresses off the back and would write a dear in our department and you know we got stuff sent back stuff we never heard sure and and uh we actually got noticed from a company called Azra Records one at one point in Maywood, California for that, but we didn't do it. So, 
Okay. You turned a label down. Look at you. Well, it was a 50-50 deal. And even then we knew that wasn't a good deal. Not a good, yeah, not a good arrangement for you. (laughs) And we didn't have a drummer. Yeah. Okay. I was going to ask, so is this the band that stayed together until you moved on to other things or was this kind of a stopgap in the... Well, no. Um, We actually had an Elisa's SR-16 as a drummer for that. And one day, and this whole thing with this label was is another crazy story for you. I'll take so it. So <laughs> Bob was the guy, the third guy. It was me, Bob, and Clay, and his drum machine, right? Yeah. And um, so we're we're downstairs one day, and we're all drinking and stuff. And Bob's already three sheets to the wind, Indian style with a cowboy hat. Okay. Maracas, yeah, maracas, <laughs> and this bongo. They sitting on the floor, banging on this bongos with maracas, right? So the rest of us were me and Clay were already drunk. So we decided we were going to play along with it. So we made this, so we made this track called the 2020 rain dance. Cause we were drinking that 2020 that night. And that's what we named it. And it was just a one time jam. We never played it again. I don't think any of us really remember how to play it. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? But we added it to the this, best. Yeah. But we added it to this cassette and the guy that wanted us in that label asked us to put our drummer outside. Cause we had a phone call with him once. That's how we found out of all the rest of the stuff details with it. And he had told us we need to put our drummer outside in the middle of the mountains or something doing the same thing. And it would be so cool, you know, and we're sitting there thinking, well, that's great. If we had a drummer, we didn't tell him, exactly. you know what I mean? But we ended up not doing it. And and the craziest thing about it is when we didn't do it, it was probably like a month later, we got a, a letter from Ironworks records and Ironworks, Ironworks records was a subsidiary label of Azure records at the time. Okay. And they were doing, he was talking about, oh, we're going to do 100%, but it's going to be Japan. And we're like, yeah, we're a bunch of drunks playing stuff. You know, we're not going to go to Japan for anything. I was going to get to Japan, you know? Yeah, right. So we, so we never Can you bring did Japan it. here? <laughs> yeah, so we yeah. never did it. But me, but Bob, we, we could play, and Bob and me and Clay played a whole bunch of stuff okay. later on. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I took a break. And then when Mark got a hold of me about the book, that kind of put me back in. I couldn't tell you probably 10 years, maybe. I don't know. 11 years later. Okay. Oh yeah. You are. Yeah, man. You got a story for everything. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just, it's nuts. And people look at me like, you really serious? I'm like, Oh yeah. You know, (laughs) ask my ex-wife if you want to try to call her, you know, I'm not calling her. (laughs) No, when I talked to her earlier, she was not in a good mood. So no, she's still not in a good mood and it's been 30 years. So I don't know. But she does have excellent furniture. I got to tell you. So <laughs> she probably sold. So, she probably burned it. I don't so, know. so your 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 you know your own natural today, as we said. But usually, when you're performing, you're in full face makeup. You got the whole thing, the hat. Mm-hmm. You got the whole look. How did the Grimrock aesthetic evolve? How did you decide that was going to be the look? Well, it was a Halloween costume for a work party. Mm, a long time ago. Okay. And I wore this stuff and I actually have a picture of the original costume. I'll have to send it to you so you can see it. Yeah, definitely. And we went to this work party and it disturbed so many people. Cause I didn't talk. I was like mm, behind oh, people. You, you know, were, you know. were in character. Oh okay. yeah. I was definitely in character and it disturbed so many people. I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to use this one day. <laughs> and like, I want to disturb right. more people. Yeah, and that was behold, it. Here I am. Yeah. That I'm was it. it again. So how long does it take to get into Grimrock costume? It depends. If my wife does it, it's faster. If I do it, it looks a lot sloppier, but I'm quicker with it. 
Well, that's why it's faster if, if, if you're not, uh, you know, she's, she's, she wants to prettify you. She is. She's trying to make them all nice. I'm like, like this, trying to get it in my <laughs> eye. I'm like squinting and trying to wash it out, you know, like, just burning your eyes. Yeah, when I'm on my lives. I'm like winking, like, you know, people probably think I'm actually that's, wrong. that's, that works even better, right? It's creepier in that way. <laughs> it's definitely creepy. <laughs> if you're standing there blinking at people like that. People so, are probably thinking I have some kind of issue or something. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But, um, so I, I, I wanted to um, get into um, a little bit more about, you know, what you've been working on now. Um, but before we do that, though, you know, this is the fifth EP that you're mm -hmm. putting out, the one that's coming out. So you have obviously now five EPs. Do you have songs separate from that? Like sort of what's your catalog altogether of people who are looking you up? I mean, I know there's a lot on Spotify. Is everything on Spotify for you? Everything is on Spotify that okay. I did put out except for these newer ones. And I have... I have a folder of working stuff, a folder of stuff that I have ideas, and then I have a folder that I'm working to complete. Wow. So there's a ton of stuff there if I ever get time to sit down and really fish through everything. <laughs> that's the thing, right? That's the yeah. that's the life of a musician who has to do anything other than be a musician is just finding the time to get it done. Oh, yeah. So so you talk to me about the new project because you got GR5 coming out. And what do you want everybody to know? The, the first of, is the first single, is Shine the first single coming out on the... 16? No, it's actually the third one. The third so, one. Okay. I didn't know if you had soft released because you had what? Um, you Belong. Yeah. Like so You Belong You See came out last September. Okay. And then it was, there was a gap, a long gap. Before Haunted, right? And then I put Haunted out. Yeah. 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 And then from Haunted, I have Shine. And actually Shine, there's a version of Shine on Bandcamp already and stuff and Reverb Nation. You but, didn't tell me that. Well, I know because I released it for Earth Day. Oh, okay. and it was, it happened to be the same day that I had a different interview. And also I think it might've been the same or pretty close to release day of haunted. So I was trying to get everything out at one time sure, with the video okay. and everything. Yeah. That's a lot. I realized so there was an error in shine, like at the end that, you know, cause you listen to it so many times. Sure. And your, your brain like, oh, kind of smooths things out. For, yeah. 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 And, yeah. On, and yeah. then later on you listen to it like a couple weeks later and I'm like, Oh man. So what was the error? Uh, it was the symbols at the end. So when I, so okay. remember I told you, I put things together in sections. Yes. When I went back to re-record, to record the end drums for it, I didn't use the same kit or symbol. Oh, so it was a completely pieces. different tone. Yeah. So it was like, it went like from the lead towards the end of the air. So you guys know now there's a problem with it. The original <laughs> one was, but it was right at the end of the lead. You can hear the symbols, the everything drop off. Oh no. Okay. And yeah. it was just a, just the timing symbol in it because I didn't go back. Okay. Because I was trying to finish the track. This is this is understandable considering that you are sort of puzzle piecing these things together and you were probably working on like five other songs at the same time anyway. So <laughs> well, I had a lot of ideas at that moment, but that, See, that but didn't. Now that's going to be a collector's edition, right? Cuz once you pull it down and you put the new one up, if anybody saved it, they're gonna they're gonna be able to make a lot of money off of that. Just be like, yeah, listen at the symbols the, at the end. <laughs> the video Let's just actually say yes. has the old one. Oh, the okay. Video has the old one on it. I'm not gonna pull it down because of the views. You don't want to keep the views and stuff. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, no, those are so hard to get. You gotta you gotta keep every single thing oh, that you yeah. get. We we have things like that where we're realize we would have pulled something down. It's like you do not want to start over again. You definitely no, do not. No. So so okay. So I know by the time this airs, Shine will have been out already, but. Uh, Talk to me a little bit about this because I have not heard it yet. I did not know there was a version in existence. So 
I have not heard the song. So describe this to me. What's, uh, you know, sell, sell it, sell shine. So shine, I, you know, one day I was sitting here and I was, I was actually finishing up a different track. Okay. That's still not put all put together, like definite because I'm not sure what I'm going to, I'm, I'm kind of tossing ideas around with it. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting with the guitar and I, the electric and I was sitting there messing with riffs and I, I started it out with the harmonic and then the E and then the harmonic and E and then I went into a riff and then I added a, a little lead over it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I'm going to do something with this one day. And I put it in a folder and then I come back to it. I don't know, almost a day later, maybe, maybe two days later. Oh, I was like, I know exactly what I'm going to do with this. And it's just kind of, everything kind of flowed out with that one. It was just really weird. I don't have that happen very often. Mm. Mm. And that one just was like, there it is. It just kind of came out gift wrapped, huh? Yeah. And it just, it was very little that I had to really kind of do with it. You know what I mean? Even the so lead that, in the middle, because I'm not yeah. a lead guitar player. Even the lead in the middle, it just like, was like, oh, it starts out this and it goes fast and it comes back. And I'm not a very fast player for lead, so I can't play speed metal or anything like that, you know? Right. Right. But uh, I can just, barely listen to speed metal, so don't feel bad. It's too fast for me, too. So, yeah, but it just um, had to come out. And I was like, wow, I like this. And it's just, it, it was right before this whole Earth Day thing. It was a couple weeks before, I think. And I was like, well, I seen other people saying, oh, I'm going to do an Earth Day release. And I'm like, yeah, oh, sure. sounds like a good idea. Why not? And play the song, plant a tree. I'll do it. You know, I'm cool with that. You <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? That's great. No, that's your, so, I so, mean, so that one kind of just, it, it just came to you almost fully formed. It sounds within like the first day or two, but so what's the song can you think of like one of the songs of yours that took that was the exact opposite of that where it was just it was Grimrock you know, radio the okay actual song Grimrock radio okay so there's there's th- three stories for that one they're all okay. short i'll make them all short there's three <laughs> stories for that one the first story is i'd actually had a track in mind that i was going to do a Grimrock themed song you know, like Iron Butterfly had a theme. Yeah, you know, yeah, other, yeah. Other bands have their theme, and I wanted yeah. the theme. I wanted that. Sure. And so I had come up with this this riff, and I liked it, but I didn't like where it went afterwards. Okay. And so I put it away. So Grimmart Radio was supposed to be the first release from that, and it ended up being a track called City. Yes. So yeah. what happened was yeah. a guy that, like That's like your stadium headbanger. Like I could just imagine people singing along to that in like Madison Square Garden or whatever. But yeah, okay. Yes. So I um I put on on all the social media that I was looking for somebody to do lyrics because I wanted to do something different than what Mark had. You know what I mean? I just yeah. wanted to shift everything around. Then I wanted to start bundling everybody together. That way I had things going on. And a guy that I know from a football group, a pro football group, believe it or not, sent me a poem. And that poem was City. And I was like, are you sure you wrote this? Are you sure this is not? Any, I mean, you're, you know, you we don't even like the same team in your sound. Yeah. I mean, but uh, yeah, and we just made very few edits. It was real easy to work with. And that's where City came out. It, City oh, came yeah. out pretty quick, too. Okay. You know what I mean? But Grimrock Radio, man, that was the one. I was so, you know, I wanted to do that one so bad, like a Grimrock theme one, that I just kept beating my head and beating my head off of it. Yeah. So the second story of that is I didn't have a TikTok at the time. So my buddy, Jason Clem helped me put a TikTok together. And the okay. very first TikTok I put up was an, an acoustic riff and it got like 500 and some views the first day. And I was like, Oh yeah, this is great. And then yeah, nothing yeah. happened afterwards. That was it. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the way of it. Right. <laughs> well, that particular riff was a throwaway and that ended up being the main riff 
to Grimrock Radio. Oh, no kidding. So you were just sitting there, you just did that for fun for the TikTok, and then yeah, I just it, did, it ended. I put a TikTok up, so I had something up there, <laughs> and I something. had no intention of using it ever. Oh, that's fantastic. And, and so how, then, when did you realize that that was the riff to, to finish the song? Way later. <laughs> it was way Really? Later. Oh, so it wasn't yeah. even like you played it and you knew? No, I didn't even. So, then, like so, I said, how, so how did what? So you had it and then you put it away. Yeah. And so, you just worked on a million other things. Yeah, I know so there was, was a third story. Yeah. So I was working on some other tracks with it. And okay. uh, <laughs> so the original idea actually is the main riff to Strange Wanderer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that <laughs> happened. It just well, all got flipped around. Well, but now that that's a sort of a darker, more kind of spare. I mean, you got the big anthemic choruses. I get it. You got the strong solo. Like I really, I, I especially that's one of my favorites of yours, Strange Wanderer. But like, it that's kind of it's darker than. So how did you how did you get from one place to the, the next with the that's just how you put things together i guess so yeah i just kind of skip around so one okay. day i'd pick my guitar and my jackson up and i was playing around and i just for the heck of it i was like well i got 500 views on that so i mean I'm, let me see what it sounds like on the electric and then when i did that i realized i was like wait a minute oh. i like this it's catchy you know and i built it all around there and then ended up with the grimrock radio song which leads me to the third story so the third story actually is Right before it was released officially, the single, because it was released twice. There's another twice release. This was so, this was Grim Rock Radio. Yeah. So or it. Okay. I just want to make sure because you have so many songs. I wanted to make sure we were still talking about that so one. Okay. If you listen to Grim Rock Radio, the single. Okay. You'll notice that it's missing the beginning. Okay. So if you listen to the one on the album, it has the lights out chant at the beginning. Okay. The single does not. Oh. Um, how it ended up being on the CD, the EP itself, was I entered a single contest for with that song. Did you so, have to explain to your wife that it wasn't that kind of singles contest? Yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't, <laughs> yeah. it wasn't that kind. No, it's just music, honey. It's just music. Let me have my furniture. Okay, so you the, entered a contest. Yeah, so the guy hosted the podcast. I'm not going to say who all the company is and all this stuff. But anyway, I was watching the podcast a week later, a couple weeks later. And it was like they were making a big deal. They're going to take all these tracks. They're going to narrow it down to five. And they were going to have a judge vote. And the winner would get a singles deal for their thing. And I was like, this is fantastic. Oh, you know? yeah. Hell yeah. But uh -oh. after about the second, I think it was the second podcast I watched, they were like, well, we got everybody's thing. We're listening to them one by one. And the thing he said was, don't bore us get to the chorus. And I'm like, uh, it's got this long intro on it. Right. I mean, it's not real long, but it's long enough. No, but it's not. Mean? It's not just right to it so yeah. okay so that's how i end up adding the lights out burn it down grimrock radio at the beginning before i went to the track so that's oh, okay oh no that's cool but that's cool though because it yeah. it did you did you end up liking it better one way or the other or do you think it's good either way i mean it is good either way but do you have a preference with or without the intro? i like it with because especially when you play it live you know what I mean? Yeah, that, that's it'll amp people, people like, up. Yeah, 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 yeah. It sets the tone right away. So yeah, okay. You you did not disappoint with any of those three stories. I got to tell yeah. you, you should write a book. You got to do Grim Book. That's yeah, got to be your yeah. next project. <laughs> yeah, the misadventures. <laughs> and then, and then of maybe Grimm. Mark can find the published book and then write music for it or something. You just turn the whole thing around on its head. But uh, oh my gosh! So okay, so I I gotta know because again, your 
I mean, I, I'm listening to your to your discography. I'm hearing stuff that has kind of like, and when I do these comparisons, I always mean them in great ways because these are all bands that I love. But like, I hear certain songs. I hear like Angel of Rats. I hear like a little bit of a Faith No More kind of vibe, and like, you know, um, the the um, Isolate My Mind was more like I almost had like elements of Weezer in there or whatever. So you have like a really interesting, um, like everything's on fire, kind of more Aussie almost like. Metallica kind of thing. So I hear a lot of stuff in your music. It's still uniquely you, but who do you listen to that isn't you that kind of gets you like what inspires you or what do you just enjoy listening to that, you know, that other people might know? Maybe not me. (laughs) I have two answers for that. Okay. First answer is when I go to play music, I do listen to music before I play music. Okay. But what you don't know is it's actually seventies disco. I was so hoping you were going to say something like Barbara Streisand or Celine Dion, but 70s disco is even I will sit and listen to and I'll pick it to pieces. Because if you listen to the bass lines in certain songs, okay, it has that floating kind of without the octave kind of thing, you know. In okay. It. I, I don't think I, I did not pick that up, but now that you're saying it, I can kind of see. Wh- okay. So it's, that's at least in your subconscious, it's making its way into. The well, music. I mean, uh, it's, you know, it's a lot of it's not straightforward bass playing. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm kind of around the bass, you know, for a lot of those. Like if you listen to the back end of Love, you know, you'll hear, you know what I mean? Which yeah. is kind of like a slowed down four on a floor disco. You know what I mean, kind of thing. It's so cool. But that's answer one. So I do listen okay. to seventies disco before. Seventies disco. I would not have expected that, but okay, great answer. <laughs> so answer two is if I go to sit down and listen to music myself. Yeah. Like you would probably expect, oh, he listens to the Beatles, he listens to Rolling Stones, and I love all those big bands. Mm-hmm. But I'll listen to bands like Nick Drake, which is okay. You know, I love Nick Drake. Yeah, Nick Drake is great. Yeah. And he's got a lot of acoustic influence, you know, with you know stuff and i listen to like gary newman because i love gary newman to death okay and you know i'll sit and listen to like odd bands like the chocolate watch band stuff like that from the 60s you know okay i was gonna say that one i don't know <laughs> well the, i was with you on gary watch newman band. i was with you on nick drake but the, the chocolate watch band yeah so the chocolate watch band okay there's another little story so let's go back to the i have one cover track one cover tune it's called I'm not like everybody else. Okay. I'm not like everybody else is a kinks song, believe it or not from the mid sixties. Okay. So it was actually the B side on a 45, the sunny afternoon. Oh, no kidding. So if you look that up, it's true. So the second part of that is there is a band called the chocolate watch band that actually did a version that was more, really more psychedelic. Okay. And I love their version so much. I wanted to do since they took that basic kinks track. It made it psychedelic. I wanted to make it heavy. And that's the only cover I have. So it's a chocolate watch band. I'm telling you. <laughs> You're like a labyrinth. You really are. It's like, and it's great because the way that you the experiences that you have, the way you come up with your ideas and the way you put your music together, it's all kind of the same thing. It's all this really circuitous kind of, you know, a bunch of things converging at the same time. And then it ends up great at the end. I'm which, really random. I really I'm am. so impressed that you managed to pull it together, though, because that could just be an absolute mess. And it's not. So <laughs> kudos to you. But uh, 
I'm telling you, you need Grim Book. You need to do that. You need to make that, 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 that needs to be like a Christmas stocking stuffer or something. You got to start writing that or, or something. I don't know. But uh, okay, 70s disco. Oh, yeah. And, and Nick Drake and Gary Newman and, then, and the Chocolate Watch Band. And Adam apparently. and the Ants. Adam and the Ants. Yeah, okay. There's, there's, so, there's a ton. I could just keep naming, you know, bands. I mean, I just can. So I, just, you, I love music. Yeah, yeah, just listening to it all the time. Okay, but yeah. your 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 like pre-game music is 70s disco. No, I love it. I'll sit there and pick it to pieces cuz it's so intricate if you listen to it because there's all the horns, the sections, the you know, all the intricate bass, you know, the, the way that they play the rhythm guitar, those chords are not Absolutely. normal no. chords, you know. Disco stuff, gets a lot of shit, but if you actually pay attention musically, there's there's so much complexity there, which is why I think part of why it's so danceable. You know, you can't oh, yeah. have a, a song that's danceable if you don't have great drums, great bass, a great groove. Like you can't, if you're not in the pocket, you're not getting up and you're not dancing. So exactly. You know, yeah. it's just got all those elements and that's, you know, I draw from that. I'm like, well, I want to do something like that. I mean, obviously not do a disco track, but like to be able to put something together, that's got enough intricacy to it, that it, it holds somebody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's my goal. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I, I want to play haunted in a, in a, in a minute, but I have to ask you, about the J Flyer entrance theme. Yes. Tell me this story. <laughs> is this a local hero? Is this somebody? Because in New York, it's not somebody I'm familiar with. Is this just like, because I saw the title on your Spotify and I was like, that's a really interesting, you know, I didn't know if it was like a concept song or whatever. And then I see the little video when you pull it up and there's a dude who I'm assuming is <laughs> J right. Flyer. So talk to me about that. What, so what J is Flyer is with? from New York. Is he's he? a wrestler, like a WWF wrestler. No, he's he's an independent wrestler, but he okay. he wrestles a bunch of circuits in New York, Eastern Pennsylvania, Maryland, New Jersey, stuff like that. And it was quite accidental. The whole thing was accidental. Of course, it was. It's you. And uh, <laughs> oh yeah, so the I was looking through Facebook one day through my my Grimrock feed, and okay. there was a thing that had sponsored ad, and it had. AXW wrestling and I looked at it and I was like, wow, that seems pretty interesting. And then I kind of looked at it and it was like, Oh, they're looking for sponsors for stuff. And I'm thinking, man, this may be a good idea. You know, man, I'll just go ahead and sponsor somebody. You know, who knows what'll happen, you know? Yeah. And so January, the beginning of January, I got in contact with them and I was like, well, I'd like to sponsor somebody, you know, what does it cost? I mean, it's, if it's an arm and a leg, obviously I can't do it. I'm an independent yeah, musician, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, so the, the guys are really cool. You know, the, I got to talk to the owner, you know, and, and some other people that were responsible for it. And they sent me this list with pricing and people's names. Okay. Well, I have no idea. So my guy that's in, in the pro football that helped me with city with the poem actually yeah. is into independent wrestling and he does live on the other side of Pennsylvania. So he's familiar with some of these guys. Okay. So I send him this list. I'm like, Hey, yeah. Who, what, what is, who are these people? Yeah. You yeah. Yeah. I mean, pretty much. So he named a couple of different people and Jay was one of them. And I was like, well, I'll just do that. You know? So January I sponsored Jay and then they did a thing and they did a really nice piece for me, you know what I mean? Off their site and everything. And, um, so the following month, you know, I didn't get to go to that event. I was working. I couldn't make oh, it that event. So bummer. the following month, they decided they were going to do another wrestling event, and it was going to be in Hamburg, PA, was where it was at. Okay. And um, <laughs> yeah, Hamburg, PA. It's a Hamburg field house. It's actually a wrestling pocket right there. You know what I mean? And, I no uh, idea. Okay. Oh, yeah. So um, I decided I was going to do it again, and he was going to be at that event. And I was like, well, I'll pick the same guy. You know what I mean? I actually messaged Jay like afterwards in his 
Facebook or somewhere and ask him if he won the first one, you know, because I didn't even know. Right. Because you weren't, yeah, you weren't able to go. And he did. And uh, I told him, I'm not going to let him know. Yeah. That's well, good. I let him know I sponsored him again, you know, and I wasn't really yeah. thinking two and twos, four, you know, and on and on. But so at this point, I had an opportunity to go to this one and it was going to require zero sleep between shifts. And I was oh, like, well, I'm going to do it this time just to go. So sure. I did. Okay. Well, it went from that to, well, okay, now I'm sponsoring Jay and Jay's on my website and he, you know, uses the theme song and whatnot. And I actually have a video of him coming in with that entrance theme at that event. Oh, that's cool. And then the announcer up there going, it's Grimrock. Yeah, and yeah, doing yeah, yeah, thing, yeah. You know, whatever they do. And you're ding, ding, ding. He comes running out, you know, and just, yeah, it was really cool. It was a really cool thing. So I've sponsored him and the XW, you know, for the past so many months, you know what I mean? So it has been a really, really cool, really cool. I mean, that's actually a brilliant idea, right? Because, I mean, you got to, I mean, wrestling is huge. I mean, I just, you know, I, I have a cousin who's like super, super into it and like, like really gets, I mean, you know, I, I saw it back in the day. I had a lot of male cousins, you know, so like Superfly Snooka and like, you know, the, mm-hmm. the Hulk, Hulk Hogan and the Hulk, not the Hulk, Hulk Hogan and, you know, all those guys. And like, I know that it's still even not the professional circuit, like it's a big thing, but like you get a song in there and then, the, and first of all, that's associated with this guy. So if this guy is successful, which did he win the one you went to? Yeah, actually he did. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> it was worth staying up for then, but I mean, well, like I wouldn't that's, have been that's, upset either way. I mean, I, no, it was just a, the, the experience was just out, outstanding. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. Well, no, especially just to hear your music, and, and I'm assuming it's like thundering on the speakers. Oh, yeah, it was through the, PA, and I was I was worried so cool. to death about it, man. Because when I got there, I'm thinking, well, I don't have anything big enough to play anything like that to know exactly what it sounds like through a big <laughs> system. So I, it's probably gonna sound. Yeah, like yeah, crap, warts and all. Yeah, I mean. yeah, yeah. But, it but you were happy. Really good. Oh yeah, no, I was good. really surprised. I was really surprised. Well, I guess if it sounds good in your car, then it'll sound good pretty much anywhere. That's the real test, I, That's right? what I was it's hoping. The, that's it, the car speaker. So, okay, I, I was not sure if he, if the name Flyer was like, he's some sort of aerial, you know, acrobat or what. I didn't know what, what it was, but uh, that that's a, uh, that's a, yet another cool Grimrock story. Yeah, there you go, so, Jay. I love you, brother. <laughs> Yeah, woohoo, Jay! Kick whoever's ass you're fighting next. So that's right. Um, <laughs> so let's take a minute here. Do you want to just um, introduce Haunted before we play the video? Anything specific you want to say about it that we haven't already covered? Um, Haunted um, is the second of three singles that's going to be out for the ZR5 disc, and I got to tip my hat to Lewis Tivy, who also, oh, okay. you know, we have that thing going back and forth. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he actually, that's his wife that's in the video. And they're over from Staffordshire, UK. You're kidding. That's and his he wife? Took those, yeah, he had took those shots for me. So I have goth model in, in his wife's name, you know, not to be like kind of to try to get. Sure. You know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, to be professional about it, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And uh, that's that's her in the video. And I, I thank Tibby for that man he's he's super cool i talk to him daily we talk daily oh that's so, so cool it's yeah it was it was uh for those who don't know what grim and i are referring to when we started this boxing guest um project and we started scheduling people the two of them were having this hilarious one-up thing back and forth of you know who was you know i think you made the first promo post and then did lewis he had like a little 
Oh, his was all or something. with his logo, and, you, and I'm like, yeah. oh, wait a minute. No. And Grim was like, I can do better than that. So then you had the whole video with us and you and the, the, the logo and everything. And I think you might have won that one because – I didn't see Lewis come back with anything, so I think I think you might have gotten the. Uh, I, I the think TK I, I, I win. <laughs> you win. So okay, so let's uh, let's treat everybody to "Haunted" by Grimrock.
So um, I, I like to ask this question because, and with you, I'm especially interested to hear the answer <laughs> because everything you've said has not been remotely what I might've expected so far. So um, I, the first time I asked this, um, I asked about a single song and was told it was just way too hard to answer. Although then I did get the answer, but can you name either a song or an album or both that just like really changed your life? Like something that just, besides obviously, you know, we already talked about when you were a kid, but like, you know, maybe once you knew you were a musician, something when you were older that just maybe isn't even your favorite, but something that was kind of an epiphany for you, a new style, anything like that that you can think of? I don't know about a new style. I mean, I said I listened to a lot of different things, but mm -hmm. I think the, the main album and track that I can say that really kind of drove me to try to, learn how to do everything was believe it or not it was a Jimi hendrix album was access bowl was love and the song hendrix, access, really okay yeah, so the, it wasn't even any of the pot like the real popular stuff yeah yeah, yeah the actual song access bowl love yeah, is my favorite know. song my favorite hendrix song okay so if you haven't listened to it you gotta listen to it because when he does it there's so many styles and different things that's happening in there and the way just the way he does it really is like a, a real eye opener because it's not the same as Foxy Lady and mm, Fire mm -hmm. and Purple Haze. It's not. And at the very end, there's this drum roll that's kind of sounds like backwards and phased or whatever. Okay. And he rips into this solo and it's slow starts and it keeps going faster and faster and mm. it fades out. And it, and it kind of upsets me in a way because I feel like, you know, a recording studio probably probably sat there and played a long time. Yeah, and they just cut and it. I would love to, to know hear the whole thing. If he played more because it was so crazy at the end. He was just going. I mean, just it was just great. Like the build up from the beginning to the start to the end. That's the track. That's the song for me. That's you know, your that's your life changer. That that is because I was like, I'm gonna learn how to play a lead guitar. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. I love how you put together. I want to put stuff together like that. And that's probably you know why I do things so random, you know what I mean? Because there's so many facets to that particular song mm -hmm. and, and there's so many things, you know, going on that I just, you know, I'm See, trying to put I, something I, together I, like that. And it just, it exactly. doesn't happen. You know? No, but, th but that, I think that's really interesting to me because one of my favorite things in talking to different musicians is that you would think there wouldn't be that many different answers necessarily to the process of, getting an idea, starting the song, putting it together, you know, recording it, finishing it, but everybody's process is different, you know? And for you, it, it almost seems like the process is part of the music, right? I mean, it's, and it makes sense because like you, like even in Haunted, you know, there's that little break where you're sort of whispering and it changes the whole feel of the song for a few seconds there. You know, and then you bring it back. And and I, I've noticed that in your in all almost all of the songs I think that I've listened to, which was most of them, that you don't start and end in the same place. You know, it's not that the song isn't cohesive, it's not that it's not um, you know, it's not that it doesn't all work together, but you're not locked into any one thing from song to song. And even mm -hmm. within a song, you're not locked into any one idea. And now knowing how you put things together that both makes a ton of sense to me. And I'm also wondering how you keep track of that because it's not like you're just putting together something that's sort of a straightforward 
song from beginning to end. Your songs, they, they go in different places. How right. do you, how do you not lose the thread since you're not doing the, the, the song in a linear fashion and you're not even just doing <laughs> one song at the same time? Like, how do you keep track of all of that? You know, I, I would like to tell you that the music part's easy for me like that because it seems like I can remember that stuff easy, you know, a lot easier than mm. I create lyrics last. Mm. You'd be surprised when I first play like certain songs, they'll have the wrong lyrics in it because I can't remember them. <sighs> I could just like shine. The first time I played shine on YouTube live around earth day, oh, no. I could not remember the, and there's not many lyrics in the thing. And oh, I no. couldn't. And when I got to the second half, I, I goofed up and played and, and put, you know, it just didn't, it wasn't the same. And I've done that. I've done that with uh, strange wonder. I've done that with, uh, city i've substituted you know stuff it's just it's crazy so like is it is it like lyrics from one of your other songs or stuff that you had used as placeholders or other people's songs or like when, when you no when you... just the stuff that is written you know what i mean that i have wrote down it's just sometimes i just can't remember the words it's nuts <laughs> so what do you the end up saying great <laughs> random stuff i don't know anything it's like the the it's the uh the 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 live version that no one will ever hear yeah it's just to keep it word there so they don't look stupid you know if you can fake it that well you know that's um that's impressive okay so yeah that that's uh it's weird because like you know even the stuff that i did with clay bob you know like at the beginning of the 90s i can pick a guitar up and still play that stuff the words but i couldn't i couldn't tell you what the words are for but the music, because we played it so much and everything, then sure. I still remember it now, and I might be still preserved from then. I don't even know, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> but I mean, it, it also sounds like to you, not that the lyrics aren't important, but I mean, do they tend to come last because you? And do you mean when they come last, you write them last? I assume not just record them last, but I mean, is it is it when you sit down? and you start writing how long before you start to have a sense of what the lyrics for a particular song are going to be. And it probably um, changes, but like, is it, is it really late in the game? Is the song basically done instrumentation wise or no, not really. I mean, it, okay. it should be the way I do it, but like I said, I only do so much at a time. Right. Right. So when I go, when I'm satisfied with that particular portion, I, that's when I go back and I do those hum tracks. Right. So I have but an you're idea humming. already. So yes, yeah, so I already right. have so an idea. You know idea. what the melody will be. Okay. Right. Yeah. It's just a matter of coming up with some words. And I'll, I'll, I have one thing I sent. I think I can't remember who I sent it to. I was like, you want to hear this stuff? <laughs> and I was like, this is what you get when you know you don't have any kind of lyrics. And it was just some yeah. outrageous stuff that came off the top of my head. That probably from I don't even know where it came from, but seventies disco, uh, probably. <laughs> who knows? Aliens. Who, you know, yeah. Right. <laughs> Same thing, right? So, okay. So, yeah. So, it's, I mean, so you've never written a song where the lyrics were first. No. If I had lyrics, they were somebody else's. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're, you're an instrumentalist at heart. There's nothing wrong with that. Oh, I love it. You know, my perfect, <laughs> my perfect position in a band would be if I had a whole band. Yeah. Would I would it, love to be a bass player. I and knew you were going to say bass else. player. I knew there's a certain, ethos that all bass players have there's it's just this it's not a need to be a front person it's kind of being the glue and knowing you're going to be underappreciated and just kind of being in it for the ride and I somehow just is I mean why why do you want to be a bass player I mean that was sort of my read but what what, oh, what makes you oh you <laughs> is that just it because you don't want to sing <laughs> I think it sounds terrible man like just oh no. so I, you, I just, how would you I don't like to sing 
But so it's out of necessity. So, do, I mean, if you, uh, first of all, I'm mad at you for saying that about yourself. But secondly, <laughs> do you ever think about just, you know, because I mean, look, even if there's nobody local, you know, especially even just online in the community that you and I are in together, there are so many people. Do you ever think about collaborating at least on vocals, you know, for something? Or since you hate to do it, you really hate to do it? I don't like doing vocals. I really uh -huh. don't. <laughs> Man, because I'll tell I you, a singing I'm, bass player you whiny. never want for work. I think I sound whiny. Sound whiny? No, you yeah. do not. Besides, even if you did, that would fit with that kind of '80s anthemic, like heavy rock. You know, yeah, you're the probably. purveyor. You got it. No, 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 no. But I mean, do you ever consider that, like, getting somebody else to sing with you or for you, or so you don't I'm, have to I'm, do it? I've had other people offer. I'm not uh, looking for I mean, work, by the way. I'm just no. I, I, I'm just I've asking. had I've had other people offer. You know what I mean? And it's funny because, like I said, I would prefer to play bass, and then yeah. I always get asked to play a lead guitar part. That you know, and like I said, I'm not a, I'm not really a lead guitarist. You know, I can get around. I'm like I'm an, I, I play I play like melodic stuff. You know, because I don't know how to play anything else really. So, I, I, I the, and the thing that always gets me is people who can like you can sing and play guitar at the same time. It's like, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how I don't people know. manage to do that, but, uh, well, well, yeah, it's, you, you have the luxury at least, but when you play live though, well, how does that, how does that work? Are you playing to a track? Are you. So when I play live anywhere, even when I do it here at home or whatever, mm -hmm. in my little studio, mm -hmm. um, I have. Well, in the studio, I have my computer. And so what I do is I, I wipe out, I have a backing track. Right. It has no vocals and absolutely no guitars no in guitars, it. guitars, right. And that's how I play. So I have a tablet that I take with me when I'm out places. And so the tablet is my band and it's yeah. the same track. It's just no vocals and no guitars, period. So, see, so when you, you do sing play, and play guitar at the same time, you so when do. you hear me play, <laughs> when you hear me play live, you'll notice mm -hmm. that the sound, the song may seem a little thin in places when I'm playing leads because I'm, I'm, I'm playing the actual back track and the lead on the studio one. Right, right. So you strip the rhythm that. guitar out too? Oh yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. So how are you? <laughs> and you know, I and you know, I do that because I feel like I need the practice to do the lead away from everything. Oh, that's really you know interesting. what I mean. Yeah, well, that, that's and it's got to be a different thing too. I mean, being used to being such a studio musician and then performing live, and th that's the hard thing. I know a lot of people, you know, say a lot of shit about people using tracks, and I never understand that, especially in a situation like this where you've created the track, it's you. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know, it's it's. Uh, I think it's a great anything that gets people out and playing and gets your music heard. I think is a good thing. So, but that that's got to be a different thing for you to to be out i mean do you play lots of coffee houses and like what kind of live gigs do you mostly end up doing besides the stuff that you're broadcasting from home well um i haven't played a live gig in a while you know what i mean mm -hmm. i've I played um like open stage you know recently and stuff okay um but i haven't played a live one in a while it was mostly because of my scheduling before so the last one i actually played was november 18th at the green beacon gallery in greensburg pennsylvania Okay. And I opened for everybody and I had my hour of, you know, I got in there, we did the sound check. And when it came up to time, I just went right into a song. I went right into you belong. You see, cause that was the new track then. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then I introduced myself. Yeah, that was September, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then since then I had other opportunities, but I couldn't 
what my job, I only was able to do one weekend a month. Yeah. And if it wasn't yeah. that weekend, I couldn't then do it. Then you were out of luck. Yeah. Absolutely. Now I got this good job and this schedule and I, and the people I'm contacting back, I'm like, Hey, I got this open schedule. Like, well, you know, we tried you before, but you didn't, you know, oh, come on, man. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like I have a job. So, <laughs> I need to make money and eat and, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, furniture. I'm not upset about it. Like I said, I just do, I'll do some, you know, open stage or whatever. And yeah. I've been trying to focus on, you know, making this album because I figure if I did go yeah. out and do all this other stuff, then guess what? I'd probably never get done with this thing. Exactly. You know, well, you, you have else, a lot so. going on all the time as it is. So it's not necessarily the worst thing that you're Yeah, so I'm all right with it. You know, I'll have an opportunity. You know, I know it will. You will. You definitely will. And you'll have all this stuff ready to go. So. Oh, yeah. Um, and plus, I'll have a bunch of new tracks to put out there, too, you know, while I'm doing it. So it won't be the same thing that I did last year, you know. Exactly. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's you keep it fresh and you keep it interesting. And you, it doesn't sound like you're ever going to run out of new things. <laughs> no, I, I don't play think I will. Do. So how many, are you going to have 10 songs on the EP, you think? Do you have, do you already know am, what they are? I'm shooting for 12. I do have, oh, okay. I do have eight tracks that I have names for. And I have a, like a variety of other tracks in between two folders that I'm just kind of picking and choosing between. So, okay. And there will be some, there'll be some people in there. There'll be a new lyric person on one of them. And uh, the guy that wrote the poem that was in the NFL group, he's going to be one of them. Oh, that's um, great. Mark sent me something. I might do one of his again. I don't know. You know, um, who knows? You know, you'll, you'll discover what your EP is going to be when you finish it. <laughs> yeah. When it's done. I mean, like when I get that far, I'll, I'll be like, Hey, I'll use your stuff now. You know, you still You're like the you accidental know? musician. I love it. It's like, <laughs> I mean, it's got to feel right. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and as you said, you're not on any particular timeline, right? So you wait no. until it's ready. You wait until it's done. And it's smart to be releasing it the way that you are because you're not waiting until you finished everything to release new music, it's good. You give, you give, you gotta give, give in the people a taste. You know, we need more yeah. grim rock. We can't keep waiting all these months just grimless. No, 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 there. can't do that. <laughs> I can't so, be grimless. No, well, no, you can't. But neither can we. We need our grim rock. So, so it, before we wrap up, is there anything else in particular that you're super excited about that's going on with you that we haven't already talked about? I mean, any other particular dates? I sent again. We've got Shine coming out on June 16th, which again, by the time this airs, I'm sure people will already have been spinning it and loving it. And uh, you know, now we now we know the uh, the secrets of the video, the goth model. But uh, is there anything else you wanted to make sure that we mentioned before we? Uh, before we say so long, um, I'm trying to get this. I'm trying to get the album out for the end of July. Okay. I got my fingers crossed. You know, I got I got a plan That's ambitious. for ambitious. Okay. I'm hoping. If not, it'll be a little bit late. But I'm I'm slightly late all the time on things. So. <laughs> How far along are you with the other nine or so songs that you're that you're working on for this? So the rest of the tracks, I have four other ones that are already started. One of which has lyrics, solid lyrics um, for it. Um, I've oh, okay. track. It's Cursed Woman's, which is, which is the name of the, uh, the track. Okay, cool. Um, I have lyrics from, um, uh, she goes by Angel Ray. She's actually a friend of mine on Facebook and in real life. You know, we've hung out football games and whatnot. And um, she sent me a track for something called Abyss. So okay. that's another one. Um, I have one that's called... Um, I have to go back and look now. I actually have a teaser for it up there on something. 
don't know. <laughs> something somewhere. There's I'm a teaser something. of something somewhere. But so everybody make YouTube. sure to go look that up. The teaser for something that's somewhere. Maybe YouTube, we think it could be. Unstable. Well, actually, this is a brilliant marketing technique, Grim, because it's like, I have this great thing. It's up somewhere. Go find <laughs> it. It's like a scavenger hunt. They got to go to all your social media, all your, all your streaming. <laughs> it's terrible. I'm going to have to go look for it. <laughs> yeah. We'll see who finds it first, if it's me or you or just somebody watching this. But okay, but so the, yeah, so you're, the last you're, you're coming done. along. You're coming along on things. Yeah, but I do have the last track done, and that's the one with my dad on it. So so yeah, I did want to talk about that a little bit because I, again, as I said, I got I got a real treat. Um, I got a, um, a snippet of a song that's going to be on the new EP. And uh, as we mentioned, Grimm's dad was a classically trained pianist and a singer and uh do you want to share a little bit about uh the 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 new song and and your tribute to your dad there so um there was uh i started writing a track and i didn't have a name for it and i actually put it up on youtube after i sang a bunch of lines for it and i was hoping somebody on youtube would give me a name <laughs> nobody did so it's technically called my friend at this point okay but it really didn't have it didn't have any real relation to my dad in it because I didn't really know what I was going to do with, like I said, at the beginning, you know what I mean? I wanted to have something on there. I just didn't know what. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so when I had actually got a hold of my mom for a CD, believe it or not. So it's a CD from May. I don't know. I have it wrote down somewhere. It's either August, May or August, something 2005 or whatever. And it was some solo thing that he did on this, this church thing that he was doing. And, um, so I had take, took a, a snippet of it to put it at the end um, to, to showcase his voice to, you know, have my voice and his voice in the mm -hmm. same thing. Not singing the same thing, obviously, but, you know, it'll be the first recording he's on since, you know, he passed in 06. So. No, it's beautiful. And and you were saying that because I, 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 I was uh, asking you when we first started talking whether you had written the song around your dad's recording. And the cool thing was that you didn't. Yeah, I didn't. And I didn't even know what I was going to find that he had that was separate from everybody else. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And mm -hmm. it just so happened that track is in the same key that my track's in, which that's, is That's insane. amazing. It's, that's yeah. just That gives me goosebumps. I love that. Uh, and and it's, it's really just such um, – it's interesting because the, it's a different feel from – a lot of your other music mm -hmm. and then to have your dad come in at the end like that there. Um, and it just, it works together so beautifully. So guys, when it comes out, you got to listen to the whole thing, obviously the whole EP, but you know, make sure you pay. Now you'll know that uh, that's grim dad <laughs> yep, yep. at the, uh, at the end of that, but it's just such a beautiful idea. And the, the fact that it ended up being in the same key without your having planned, that is just, that's just uh, it's so beautiful. So yeah, I, 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 I no love idea. that. Now that's uh, I think your dad knew. Your dad knew. Your dad just somebody had to because I just somebody. <laughs> I know I didn't. Well, it wasn't you because you don't plan anything apparently. So. No, and I didn't even know my mom had to this. So I mean, it's just no. That's you know. incredible. Um, they actually so if, played if that, people they actually wanted played to... that snippet at his funeral, and that's what I remembered. And I asked oh. her if she knew what it was, and that's what oh, she brought. She brought oh, that makes it even more special. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh well, no, that's um, that's. That's really beautiful. And I, and I love that you're putting the generations and the voices together. That's really, yeah. 
Now you got to just teach your grandbaby to sing and then <laughs> put that on there too. Um, so we, we wrap up every show with um, a little thing we like to call in the Vox seat. I have five questions for you okay. and uh, you're probably going to hate at least two of them, <laughs> but I'm going to ask you anyway. So the first question is, Sum up, if you can, your music in five words or less. Uh, Pittsburgh powered rock and roll. Okay. You didn't even stutter. That was very impressive. And you had an extra word. Wait, no, rock and roll. Yeah, okay, that's five. Wow. I'm very impressed, Grim. Okay, very good. So your favorite thing about being a musician? Is the flexibility of it. Okay. And the freedom to create. Freedom to create specific. Okay. I mm -hmm. love that. Okay. And now flip side of that, your least favorite thing about being a musician besides singing. <laughs> I hate singing. Uh, that it, has it? Be, it has to be besides singing. It'd be playing lead guitar too. So, okay. So you're like two of the main things I do all day as a musician are my least favorite. Least favorite. Thing. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, I love playing out. Just, I just don't like being, you know, and is, and is playing the bass your favorite thing to play since that's what you would want to be? Or is that more just the role that you would want to inhabit? I actually like playing it, you know, really even do. though I have a keyboard and I can do drums and all that stuff. I really, I really enjoy playing the bass. Just having to choose one instrument, you'd go with the bass. Absolutely. Okay. All right. That's pretty cool. Okay. Now, and this is slightly different from the question that I asked you before, but if you had to pick either one song and or one album to listen to for the rest of your life, just one. What would it be? Of my own or somebody else's? Anything you want. If this is the only thing you can listen to for the rest of your life. All right. I got an answer. Okay. So it's actually a Rolling Stones album. Okay. And it's their Satanic Majesty's Request. I know it's an odd one. Okay. It wasn't very popular then, but it is a fantastic album, I think. Okay. It's their psychedelic version of... You know the, the magical mystery tour. And yeah, Georgia that's Peppers yeah. It's not. It's not. I don't think you'd hear that in the top five of anybody Stones albums. But okay, it, if knowing you as I do, and especially after talking to you today, that actually all kind of lines up really, <laughs> really well. You you definitely have that psychedelic bent. Yeah. So two thousand light years from home was one of the singles that they had off of it, and also I think they had. It might have been. There was another one. Oh, it was We Love You was the other one. It was a okay. single off of it, but it's not on the album. So, but it's interesting because psychedelic is kind of what got you into music, right? Mm -hmm. So it makes sense to me that that would be the thing that you would, if you only had to listen to one thing. Okay. Oh, I could sit and listen to it for hours. I like that answer. You, you this is, this, this is very quick answer. All right. But this, this is the really tough one. Okay. The last question. All right. <laughs> All right. Toilet paper over or under? Over. Over. State your reasoning. Go ahead. Defend your position. Oh, I just want to go over and grab it just from the front there. Just like, that's it. <laughs> you if just, I have to, if I, if it's stuck behind it and I got to roll it around, you know what I mean? And fool, I just don't, <laughs> at least if it's in the front, I just got, it's real close there. That's <laughs> it. You're just, you want yeah. it ready to go. You're too right busy now. to be reaching for under toilet paper. You can't, yeah. you got too many, they get too many folders you can leave, and ideas. You can leave it off the roll and put it right there on top and I'll be okay with that too. Yeah. <laughs> You're pretty. You're pretty easy about pretty that. Flexible okay. with that one. <laughs> yeah, so. Except for behind, I hate fooling around trying to get to it, <laughs> or sideways and upside down, or something like that. Graham, you are one of my favorite people to talk to. I'm so happy that you came on tonight and that I got to chat with you. And the the album is coming together so well. Thank you for sharing all your music and taking the time to tell me some of the 
most random and great stories <laughs> that I've heard in a really long time. I'm, I'm thankful to be on. So thankful for you having me on there. So. Oh, absolutely. So, okay, everybody, this is it. Grimrock. You got to go look them up everywhere. Um, you got to find that song, that thing that's somewhere, right? You got to participate in the scavenger hunt. <laughs> I go listen to all his stuff. Yeah. You see, now we know what you're doing when you hang up. So mm -hmm. thanks everybody for watching. We'll see you again soon. Mm -hmm.